This is the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. El Salvador became the first country in the world to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. That decision was driven by President Nayib Bukele, who put the country's wallet where his mouth is. By October 2021, the country had more than 1,200 Bitcoin. And more recently, when the Bitcoin price dropped, El Salvador did what many other investors were doing, buying the dip. Bitcoin is now accepted everywhere in El Salvador for goods and services alongside the US dollar. Then came news that El Salvador plans to build a Bitcoin city at the base of a volcano using cryptocurrency to fund the project. Bitcoin mining would be powered by geothermal energy from the Conchagua volcano. Rochella Lopez was there. We've had Rochello on Money with Crypto before. He's founder of crypto company Digital Horizons, and he joins us now to talk about El Salvador going all in on Bitcoin and some other interesting news. You can now buy blue token that will give you exposure to the top 14 cryptos on the market. Welcome, Rochello. Good to have you back on again. Tell us about your trip to El Salvador and what is this Bitcoin city that they're planning to build? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me here. Um, and yeah, was was something amazing. Uh, we all went there because it was the La Bitcoin. Uh, it's a Latin America conference that they do every every year. And uh, this year they chose El Salvador. Well, because on the Miami conference um, at this year, I think it was in April uh, or March. I don't remember exactly the month, but it was in the beginning of the this year. Um, they mentioned that El Salvador will. Uh, uh, say they will convert Bitcoin as a legal tender in the country. And because of it, everybody in Latin America, everyone in, in Central America, they all talking about why they are doing that. So then the organizers for La Bitcoin, they said, okay, well, let's go there. Let's have the La Bitcoin there. As I'm one of the, I've been in La Bitcoin since the beginning. I'm one of the sponsors. I've always been talking there. And for me, it was like, of course, it was mandatory to go to a country that everywhere you can go, you can actually pay things with Bitcoin. So then, of course, we got there. I have a couple of meetings with the officials from the government. Um, I spoke with uh, the, 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 the Minister of Economy there. And, uh, but no one never saw that gun. Every, we knew it was a bond um, with uh, the being developed with the Blockstream and Bitphoenix. That information came out a little bit late, but we didn't know that's coming out. But and then when the president and I was right on the first row, like I was like probably three meters from him when he he presented the Bitcoin City, uh, being there. And seeing the reaction of the people, well, right now I'm like, give me chills. It's like just something that I honestly, it's only been there to feel what was there. And then everyone looking each other and people could not believe that a president of one country were doing that. And, and well, despite the big party that he did, he did a party and he invited 3,000 people to that party. And it was amazing. The whole party, everything uh, that were there. And, but when he came to the stage and when he mentioned the Bitcoin city, everyone over there, they stood still 
People was not like talking, they just looking and they could not believe what he did. And then of course for us that, well, Bitcoiners or us that we do believe in cryptocurrency, now we can say there is a place in the world for us. And what the president is doing in El Salvador is something amazing. So you have to go there and then you have to see it. 90% of the whole population agree with what he's doing. They support him. So I, I never saw a country that that many people will support uh, the idea of a president. So it was amazing to see what he's creating. And like I said, now I have a place in the world to go. And a matter of fact, me and my family, we are thinking to move to El Salvador even before the Bitcoin city to be ready. Definitely when the Bitcoin city is ready, I can guarantee you I'll be one of the first uh, 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 family to be there. All right. And what is the Bitcoin city itself? Is it a place they want to have like office parks and residential accommodation for people who are involved in the crypto industry? Or is it just a, a, an idea that's going to be funded out of cryptocurrency? Well, it's going to be a city. He already mentioned the place, the space that's going to be done. And of course, uh, they create uh, something volcano bond which is a bond, half is going to be stay in Bitcoin and the other half is going to be used on the city and then they're going to pay dividends as the city starts to be built. And the city he's doing, I think, between Honduras and I don't remember, and I, I don't remember the other, Guatemala. Isn't it, isn't it a triple border between El Salvador, Honduras and Guatemala? So it's pretty much close over there. There is a volcano over there that they can extract, um, they can generate energy from there. So it is a place, um, don't remember the size of the city, but it's gonna, you're going to have a mayor, you're going to have everything there. Like They're going to create a city with a port. Uh, they, they are trying to say, they are trying to see it's going to be hit an airport over there, but definitely it's going to be a port there and, and tax-free, which is the most wow. amazing part. The only tax they will have is the VAT, the value-add tax, which is 10%. So basically is that you incorporate your company there, you're going to have office space, you're going to have uh, um, apartments space, and you incorporate your company there, or if you leave there, whatever you buy there, you pay 10%. And here's something amazing. 5% goes to the municipality or so for the mayor to take care of the city, cleaning lights and all that. And the other 5% goes to the uh, to the uh, the treasury, uh, El Salvador Treasury Department. So then they can also take care of anything that happening outside of the city. The other tax that we like most of us, we we are like a, a capital gain and all the other tax that we used to pay like labor tax and all that, gone, zero. So then this is something. And here's the thing, is not 100% yet, but as I spoke with the Minister of Economy, she said something that, they are not planning to paper money in the Bitcoin city. Will be only cryptocurrency. And I can bet in one other cryptocurrency that's going to be there. As BitPhoenix is one of the business partners on this venture, I think we will see Bitcoin as a legal tender, Tether as another legal tender. And as I'm going to be there for sure, I, I'm planning to have Blue also as a legal tender. One thing I can guarantee you, we will have 
a wallet with blue, Bitcoin running on Lightning and Liquid uh, Network, and uh, and then definitely uh, USDT. We are building this wallet and we're going to be building El Salvador. And the reason that I'm doing that is because for sure on a Bitcoin city, I will fight to have blue as one of the currents that they're going to be used on a daily basis. Okay, we're going to come to blue in a minute. I want to talk to you more about that. But you just got back to Brazil. And for people who don't know, that's where you live and that's where you're based, at least for now. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get your sense of this. So you have a young and dynamic president in Nayib Bukele, and he wants to lift the country out of poverty, right? It seems that El Salvador has a terrible history and a terrible history of poverty and, and, and gang violence and that kind of thing. And here's this young president comes along and he really seems to have a plan. He's got um, a direction that he's going. What is your sense of him and how does this fit into his overall plan for the country? Well, as I arrived at the airport, uh, I felt so safe because he put the army investing a lot of money on the security. It's, when I say a lot, it's a lot. Everywhere you walk, the, uh, I mean, the army is on the street. The police are, are doing their job. Um, I saw yesterday his program on the agriculture side. And he's also invested that he wants, like he said, he wants to keep people that uh, are doing, working on that part, on the rural areas. They want to keep them there. They want to make El Salvador to be one of the big exporters, uh, coffee exporters in the world again. So he is really investing on, on the basic stuff, such as hospital, such as school, and, and then plus, and then of course, infrastructure. And it's funny, the, 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 the Minister of Economy, she, the first thing that she asked me, she didn't ask me about me and my family going there. The first thing she asked me, like, how can you help our, our kids to learn about finance, about blockchain? So they want to incorporate in a public school and a private school financing and when the, 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 the kid on the 12 years old kid, they want to the schools now teach blockchain. They want the, the schools now teach finance because most of the schools, they don't do that. So if I, if I have to say the guy is, is doing a, a great job, but everyone questions in El Salvador, you can run for presidency twice. Everyone is asking what's going to happen after his second term. Is going to be changing the law. Is going to be enforcing to stay in, in, in power for another two, three, whatever uh, mandates that he has. So the big question that is that one. And everybody's saying El Salvador has a history of like dictators, <laughs> like he himself said. He's the coolest dictator in the world right now because he's a <laughs> dictator and he's doing the job for people. He's asking what people they want. And the other thing is, is nice on, on the health part. During the COVID-19, he built a big hospital within 60 days. And then the guy says, well, it's not China doing that. We are also capable to do it. But it looks like now he's being criticized by uh, the Americans, by the, uh, the, National, the, the World Bank. But I were there and I can say and I can tell. I saw a country that has a bright future. That's what I saw. And I felt safe, completely safe. 
Okay. What's interesting also about this president is his decision to use geothermal energy from this volcano that you mentioned uh, to power the Bitcoin mining. So one of the big criticisms, of course, of Bitcoin is that it is contributing to carbon emissions because it uses so much electricity. Now, uh, as Ross Stevens and Michael Saylor and other people have mentioned, actually what you can be doing is you can put to, you, you can get all of these like hydroelectric facilities around the world and put them to use much more efficiently doing Bitcoin mining uh, out in remote rural areas. And this is exactly what seems to be happening here. Um, this clearly, there's a lot of thought gone into that. What's your feeling about this? Well, number one, I've been I've been on the on the mining business since 2014, and one thing I can say: the energy that the mining use it's 0.5 percent of the whole wasted energy in the world. But what he's doing, and then saying. We want to bring the miners to also Bitcoin City and bring the miners to El Salvador. Well, the, the enough energy that he generates there, it's not enough to, to put all the miners there. That I can guarantee you, maybe not even 10%, because there is a lot of uh, mining in the world right now. But as we know, technology also is getting better and better and better, and the machines, they are getting used in less and less energy. So... Having a city with uh, a very clean energy and maybe have like, um, I don't know, maybe 20% of the mine in the world over there, maybe that can be uh, an example to copy and paste in other locations. Why not to do a copy paste of this, let's say, for example, in Zimbabwe or in Angola, have a city tax-free zone and then bring uh, companies to do that. And like Mike is, Michael Taylor said and other people said, why not start to use those places where, where you have people looking for jobs, where you have uh, enough energy to, to, to do mining? Why not start to build the mining facilities on those places, like such as uh, Cidal del Este in Paraguay? Uh, there is a bunch of miners over there. I used to mine there too. And why not uh, bring from those locations where you have clean energy? So what I think on the mining situation, especially for El Salvador, they're going to use the, the enough electricity that they have and they, they will power the, the, the machines. But I think the whole idea for the Bitcoin city, it is a way to say we have a very good experiment. How about copy and paste in different countries that might need that particular thing and maybe why not build on a on a triple border or on a double border like between two countries why not do that so that's what i think it's going and is we are just talking about one kind uh, of uh, uh, mining i mean electricity generation it could also use solar panels could be a bunch of other uh, ways which is clean and then also can help that so i think when in the future combine mining with clean energy and remote locations or rural locations, I think it's going to be very good. And then, then no one can complain about uh, uh, mining using electricity or the carbon thing and, and all that, which I, I hate to say that this is a BS thing. But well, people, they, they want to talk about it. But I think that's going to be the future cities that is in a way like Bitcoin City and then start to copy this all over the world. 
Are you involved in any way in advising the government there or are you just planning to move your operations there because you see this is really going to become the center of the crypto universe in the future? Well, uh, the minister, she left the, the door open uh, and I can guarantee you that in the moment, if there is any moment to say um, we need advisors, I'll be there. I'll be all the way there. As uh, we also have a very good relationship. I have a very good relationship with Bitfinex and why not? Uh, I'll offer them I'll, my help if they need, especially that is one thing that uh, for sure we can talk about uh, tokenization because this is something else. But on the moment that uh, they open and then if they ask for my help, 100%. One thing already already did, uh, and I told the minister there too, and I spoke with a few uh, um, uh, attorneys there. Uh, as I am in Brazil, I am creating in Brazil uh, El Salvador Business Hub. So any startup in, uh, in Brazil that they want to find out how El Salvador is doing, how do they incorporate over there, what is necessary for them to move there, what is the reason for them to move there, we're going to have a hub in Brazil to help them with all the legal side and all the needs for them to open a company there or create a website or, or to create a token. So I'm doing my part. If the government asks for my help, I'll, I'll be there for sure. Okay, let's talk about tokenization. Now, uh, when we interviewed you before, you were involved with Stratum. You're now, uh, you founded this company called Digital Horizons. So now you have this coin called Blue or a token called Blue, which is a bundled investment comprising the 14 biggest and best cryptos. You've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Cardano, and so on. Give us an idea. What has the performance been like for Blue over the last year? And also tell us about the decision to offer this as a token. And in other words, if I understand you correctly, you cannot trade this token like you can Bitcoin. You, you, you don't have to buy 14 different cryptocurrencies. You buy this token, you've got 14 of them already balanced and reweighted for you automatically. Is this a world first? Yeah, it is the world first. And then the reason that we did that was because a lot of investors, they especially, you know, when you go to with your family to a bride and then someone say, oh, that is the guy that talking about cryptocurrency. Let me ask him. Which Bitcoin uh, should I buy? What do you mean, which Bitcoin should I buy? That is just one Bitcoin. So people used to come to me a lot, even in airports. People used to stop me and say, hey, especially here in Brazil, because I'm very well known here in Brazil. People stop me in the street and ask me, uh, which Bitcoin should I buy? Which crypto should I buy? And it was always this question inside my family, friends, everywhere. And, and then a lot of people always asking that, this question. So, and then we decided, say, why not create a coin or create a token that will be everything built in? So then we looked, of course, we looked the way the ETFs they are doing, especially in the United States. We have a look on that one. We look at how is this thing work. And in the United States, it's common to say, like, you buy blue chips, like you have this thing called blue chips, which the hot ones in the market, the top ones in the market. So then that's where the name Blue came from. And, and then what we did says, all right, let's get the top 10 cryptocurrencies as long that is a very good base for it. So, for example, if someone comes and say, well, but listen, Dogecoin is uh, top eight and is not inside the basket. And it said the top 10 on the, on, on the market cap will be in the basket. 
with some fundaments, with some some base to be there. Not meme coins. We're never gonna be on blue. I'm not gonna bet clients' money on on on, on something like that. So then, of course, we always have to say. We then we say, okay, top ten. That is one thing. And then let's get another two that our analysts will pick. And the other two, we're gonna give an amount of coins, and the holders will choose between six coins. To, to be in a, on the basket. So then there we go. We have 14 crypto inside the basket. The minimum that a crypto will have is a 2.5%, uh, the maximum 25%, and 50% will be allocated always to the top one and then top two. So top one, I was going to have 25%. Top two, I was going to have maximum of 25%. That is the whole formula for the success is going to be this one. So then we create the formula, then we put everything there in the basket. So then after that, what we did, we tokenize it. We create to generate a token. On the beginning, it was on the NEM network, but we just a month ago, we moved that to, to the Binance smart chain. So then it's make it easy to people to trade between each other. And then we're going to also launch that on a pancake swap and a pool swap and all the others decentralized exchange we're going to list that at first and then after that we're going to move to to the normal exchange so people is going to be able to buy in other exchange that they might like so that was the idea is to say for the investor say say well should i buy solana well how about this cardano or how about this new one just came out well you don't know and then you don't have time to do it let our analysts do it so if that coin is good enough, let's say, for example, Hakka or Atlas, uh, uh, which is another one that is out there, uh, if it's good, so then we'll be inside the basket. But let our analysts to run a test on that one, check it out who's the developers, check what is the coin, what is the purpose for the coin. And that is the best way. And the other part is you're not going to miss like good investments. Such, so for example, last month, Everybody was talking about a bunch of coins and no one talked too much about Avalanche. And Avalanche performance was 95.64%. And Avalanche is inside the basket. So whoever got blue now is doing, is, is doing amazing because Avalanche was inside. The other one, Luna, which is also for the metaverse thing. And all right, great. So Luna, 35.32%. And BNB, 20, almost 22%. So, well... And how about Bitcoin? Minus four. How about Ethereum? Minus three. You see? So, and in that way, you put everything in a basket. So it's not going to say I'm always going to be winning. I'm always going to be making money. But your exposure is going to be much more stable than you only is being exposed by just one coin. So that is the idea. And then when you user buy Blue, you can go to bluetoken.io website. And then there you can you can buy blue, uh, paying with Bitcoin, paying with Ethereum, and pay with the Tether on the Tron network. So it's a very good way. And then you can get reports, but it's not just also about about buying a crypto. We also send reports saying why Luna, why uh, why Avax, what is Avax for, what is the curve for, what is the algorithm for. So there is also there is a lot of learning. Uh, material over there. So for the investor, then he's not going to be asking me anymore. 
which Bitcoin should I buy? Now you understand that it's 35 Bitcoins out there in the market, but the real one is just one. And Ethereum, why there is Ethereum? Why there is Ethereum Classic? So also it's a way to learn that. So it's a very unique product. And like you said, it's the very first one in the world. And there is more uh, features to be built on 2022 to even make it better. Right. I think for people who are not familiar with this concept of tokenization, it's, it's basically uh, exactly like Richella has explained it there, where you're wrapping up what, what is actually a very a fairly complex financial product, where you've, you've got 14 cryptos that are weighted inside of a basket. Um, and it's not all going towards Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the biggest and Ethereum is the second biggest. There's a cap on how much Bitcoin and Ethereum you have in there. So that allows these smaller coins to come in and really jack up the performance there. Um, and you're going to start seeing a lot of this tokenization. Rochelle, I'd like you to comment on that. I want, I want you to just talk about some of the big themes that you noticed this year in the crypto market. And I think tokenization is one of them. And, and you've just given us a living example of tokenization. So we can we can start to expect tokenization of real estate, of the metaverse, which is, you know, this that <laughs> you can buy real estate in uh, in computer land, if, if I can put it that way, in, in, in the virtual world. All sorts of things are being tokenized, correct? Correct. And I mean, just the last touch on, on Blue, just for people to know, the performance of Blue uh, year to date is a 306%. Uh, that number is uh, for the 1st of December. Three zero six Bitcoin. Right, and and just just on, on by comparison, uh, Bitcoin is about one hundred and sixty percent for the year to date. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then you have okay for the South Africans, the GSC forty six five percent. Now, and then there is an ETF in the market right now called Hash Eleven, uh, it, which is what's uh, done in Brazil. And is an ETF for Bitcoin, and then inside this ETF that is like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and other coins, their performance was 18% year to date. So not a good number. So then basically that's just for people to know the number. Then tokenization, like you said, and I have to go back to Bitcoin City because that was the first thing that I said uh, over there. How about if you tokenize the properties? How about even if we tokenize the company at birth. What I'm saying at birth is that say, I have to go to see the accountant or the attorney to incorporate the company. Why not be automatically being asked how many tokens your company will have? So then if anyone wants to invest in your company, the company already born tokenize it. And let's say even tomorrow, that is going to give to the South Africans, and I know for sure going to give them ideas. Let I'm just going to give an example of the possibility of tokenization, all right? Let's say I want to create a company in El Salvador to invest in real estate. So then I can have a, I can go there, invest in real estate, and tokenize that company. Then I can sell this token anywhere in the world receiving Bitcoin, Tether, or any other coin that you might decide to receive for that particular token, or even can say, you can receive a wide transfers, go straight to El Salvador, and then now you have the token. Well, but you buy, maybe you not buy an apartment, maybe you buy just a door 
for the apartment. Maybe you buy only the bathroom for the apartment, or maybe you buy only the handle for the door on the apartment because you don't have that much money. But you buy a piece of that apartment, and then you are seated in Cape Town, South Africa, or maybe, I don't know, in Port Elizabeth, or maybe in Sydney, Australia. But you can have a piece of an apartment that is being rented and paying dividends to you is straight in cryptocurrency and you are sitting in Australia and then you can get that dividends and then can exchange in your own country and put in your bank account. But, and then you can also be buying little by little. Most of the, 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 the real estate funds or maybe of the, the, those funds, it's only credited users, I mean, investors, and then you need a lot of money to invest. With the tokenization, you can buy 0.0000001 of that token and that's it. You're already investing, and then you can be you can be receiving dividends for that particular token. So that is a very good way. So when I were there, and then I spoke with the, the officials over there, the first thing that I told them, well, Digital Horizon will build a platform for tokenization. So whoever want to tokenize anything, we can tokenize that. So then, of course, we went to speak with straight with the attorneys. Why not also create that same frame for companies? So when you start a company, then there we go. You have your token. And now let's see this way. Let's see tokenization in the near future. Let's say a company is tokenized. So then you buy an apartment in South Africa and the owner of the apartment is that particular token because the company is tokenized. It. So whoever have that token is the owner of the company. Now I'm mixing ENFT with tokenization. So whoever have that, char- that private key for that particular wallet, for that particular token, is the owner of the company. And then the company owns an apartment. So meaning whoever have that token owns the apartment. Now, I want to transfer that apartment to John. All I need to do is tell John, send me your wallet address. When the moment that I transfer, then the only thing the government will might need to do is saying, for in order to validate this transaction, you need to go to this department, put the transaction uh, ID over there, upload your ID information. This is the let's say the second confirmation done. You would the owner of the apartment. You don't have to go there. Documents and this and that, blah, 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 everything that is needed today. So the tokenization is it is the future of no more shares for companies, no more paper. 24-7 uh, 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 stock market. So it's a very good thing that is happening. And that, that's why we decide to incorporate Digital Horizon over there for people that decide to tokenize it, things on the, like say, on the normal world, on the real world, be able to tokenize it, go to the digital world, metaverse, or even internet thing, uh, of things. So all that is going to be possible because of tokenization. And just on the tokenization side, let's see how important the gaming industry is right now. Because right now, before this cryptocurrency, was impossible to monetize a game. Look at what's happening right now with the metaverse, monet- possible possibility to, to monetize the, the whole thing. And that is happening because all this tokenization that is coming. So in the future with Digital Horizon, for sure, even anyone can go there and say, I want to create a token just like Blue. All right, go ahead, put the things inside the basket, play, token, tokenize the thing, done. It's already on the blockchain. You can trade between each other. This is the future for tokenization. Wow. 
Yeah, just on that point about gaming and monetizing games, there's cryptocurrencies out there like Axie Infinity and uh, the Sandbox, where you can actually go and buy real estate in what they call the metaverse. And people are paying, believe it or not, uh, $60,000, $100,000 for real estate in these, uh, these imaginary worlds. That's tokenization and what it's doing. It's creating an economy where, so gamers, you know, they would be out there and they'd be playing the game, having fun. But now they actually have another reason to play, and that's to make money and to earn these coins, to earn these cryptocurrencies, which can appreciate in in value, perhaps. Um, And they're doing phenomenally well if you look at the performance of them over the last year. And then let me just add something on that one. Let's say the kids now, like a a 14-year-old kid, playing those games and he's making money. So what's going to put on his tax declaration? I am a sniper on a metaverse and I make per year $1 million. How are we going to do with that? Huh? <laughs> how, how, how are we going to, dec- how are we going to yeah. put that on, the, on, yeah. on our tax return? I am a professional killer at this game and I'm assassin and I make uh, $5 million per year killing people inside the metaverse. How do that will, is, is the government ready for that one? What do you think? I, I think there's problems to come that we haven't even thought about. And that's, uh, that's certainly one of them. Um, can we just wrap up here? I want you to give us some of your thoughts for the coming year. We are at the end of 2021, looking forward to 2022. What are some of the big themes that you think we should be looking out for? Well, well, 2021, honestly, I think passed so fast that I don't even saw happening. And we're already in the end of the year, right? So for us, it was amazing. And also for cryptocurrency, was also amazing because metaverse is getting more and more attraction. NFTs got a lot of attractions too. And then now we have the gaming industry coming like no tomorrow. And, and, and then you can see the results of that, and especially for the metaverse. You see Facebook, uh, we see Microsoft, and Google not even uh, show his face yet, but will do. And also Apple, most of those guys, they're going to jump on this universe because their art, music, movies, and all that. So we're going to be, we're going to see, it's going to be nice. So 2021 was the, the I would say probably was, gonna, was the, the birth of all that. 2022. I think it's going to be gaming and metaverse moment. We're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, things about like X Infinity, Star Atlas, and many others that are out there. Mana. And so there is so many coming out. And so, and then even later on, I'm being invited to be advisor for many gaming coins uh, in Brazil, in Switzerland, in, in South Africa. So I think 2022. You have to keep your eye on gaming coins and metaverse. But on the real estate also side, I think because the tokenization, we're going to see more and more properties being tokenized. And like I said, if I am, let's say I want to invest, I I love, uh, uh, let's say, real estate. And I feel safe investing on that one. Now I can experiment to invest in many different countries and be exposure to many different economies buying token. So I think the next move for the tokenization is going to be also the real estate business. Then after that, for sure, I think maybe not not in 2022, but 2023. Now I think going to be C companies 
uh, uh, Barney with, uh, let's say, hybrid with the stocks in the on the on the the, the, <clears throat> the stock market with the shares on the stock market and also tokens on decentralized exchange or even their own uh, finance uh, platform. So I want to think it's going to be amazing that one. And just to finalize my talk uh, on this. Keep your eye definitely on the gaming industry, but be careful because there is a bunch of uh, gaming there that is not real, that is a completely BS, that is not a real thing. Do your homework. And then if you don't feel comfortable, send me a message. I would love to, to analyze that coin. Remember, we have here seven guys analyzing the market 24-7. So if you think that coin is good, send it to us. And then we're going to look at it. And then if you see later on the coin side, the blue platform, for sure, then it's going to be amazing. But yeah, 2022 for me, uh, gaming coins. That's what I'll, I'll be looking the entire year. Okay. And people can reach you at bluetoken.io. Okay. And contact information is there. Details. And then, of course, if you put my name out there, Rosello Lopez, for sure, you're going to see. Uh, I'm on every single uh, network. I'm on uh, social network. So then you can find me for sure. Then feel free to send me a message on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever you find me send me a message. I'll definitely get a reply to you. Rochello Lopez, it's been fantastic talking to you again. Thanks so much for coming on. I want to wish you and your family a great 2022 and a great Christmas as well. And thanks for sharing your insights. It was a fantastic discussion. Thank you very much uh, to have me here today. And to all the South Africans, have the best wine in the world. Bry, Biltong, because guys, I miss that so much. And my head is in Brazil. Yeah. My yeah, heart is in South Africa. Africa. I think people ought to know that you did live here for some years. You were in Cape Town for quite a few years, right? And then have a, a great weekend and to all the families and a very good Christmas. And well, hopefully we'll be here again soon. Thanks, Rochello. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.